It's Wednesday, February 16th. Welcome to the News Diet, a healthier alternative for staying informed. I'm your host, Michelle Carroll. Today, I'm going to talk about Johnson & Johnson's strategy for handling big liabilities, the Olympian who's permitted to compete despite her positive drug test, updates on the Freedom Convoy, and the reversal of Donald Trump's accounting firm. Let's be informed so we can get on with our day. Drug company Johnson & Johnson is now working to defend its strategy against the tens of thousands of lawsuits that claim its products caused cancer. The company has been hit with 38,000 claims that its baby powder and some other talc-based products contained trace amounts of the mineral asbestos, which has been proven to have dangerous effects on humans. In 2018, an investigation found that Johnson & Johnson knew for decades about the issue. So now, with so many lawsuits against them, they're trying a restructuring strategy to help handle the liability. They're executing what's called a Texas two-step, which is when companies create another company to play its liabilities to then bankrupt it. The idea is to avoid financial and PR damage to the main brand. Here, Johnson & Johnson has created LTL Management to take on these liabilities. The president of LTL Management is saying that it would be impossible to take all these cases to trial and that a bankruptcy settlement is the best solution. Lawyers representing the plaintiffs are saying that this tactic is preventing proper payouts to those suing, claiming that these suits should go in front of a jury. They say that this Texas two-step would cap the payout to $2 billion when it could be over $5 billion. Right now, a judge is considering if this bankruptcy should be allowed to continue. If it is, it's expected that other companies will follow the same strategy in the future. Olympic Russian figure skater Kamila Valieva has tested positive for an illegal substance, trimdesidine, which is on the list of banned substances. The kicker is, is that the Court of Arbitration for Sport has ruled that she can still continue to compete. The reason they gave was that her age, 15, makes her too young to fully understand which substances she might be taking. Camila's team recently claimed that her exposure was likely due to the fact that her grandfather takes the substance to treat heart issues. This ruling and explanation hasn't sat well with other athletes and the International Olympic Committee, or IOC. The IOC can't make decisions on if she can compete, but they do control the medal ceremonies, and they've since come out and said should Camila place in one of the top three spots, which she is expected to, that they will withhold the ceremony altogether. The individual competition finals are scheduled for Thursday. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau just invoked what's called the Emergencies Act in an attempt to end the protests over COVID restrictions. For the last three weeks, Canadian truckers and supporters have created a convoy of trucks, semis, and other vehicles in cities around the country. The movement started by truckers protesting vaccine mandates that required them to be fully vaccinated on their routes back into the U.S. or to quarantine for two weeks, and since then has seemed to expand to encompass COVID restrictions as a whole. 
The protests have been almost entirely peaceful, albeit disruptive, as protesters are honking horns, playing music, and vehicles are blocking roadways and even trade routes between Canada and the U.S. that are preventing a lot of goods from being transported. There have been some reports of offensive displays, and there was a group of 11 people arrested who possessed a collection of weapons, but it's reported that these instances seem to be rare. So the Emergencies Act that was just announced by Trudeau allows authorities to put forth measures and restrictions that they normally can't. For example, they can revoke the right to assemble and even cut off fundraising abilities, which they're trying to do here. The Freedom Truckers, as they're being called, have raised millions of dollars from supporters, and the Canadian authorities are working to freeze personal and commercial accounts so organizers can't access the money. The move is pretty unprecedented, with even critics of the movement thinking this might be going too far. The Canadian Civil Liberties Association said that it worries that now governments in the future will invoke the same controls. With COVID cases falling, the government could start easing restrictions regardless of the protests. So many are hoping for movement towards a resolution soon. Amid ongoing investigations into whether former President Trump has inflated the financial standing of his assets, his longtime accounting firm has recently cut ties with him and his businesses. The firm is also retracting nine years of what's called statements of financial condition, dissuading institutions from referring to these papers for financial decision-making like loan terms. President Trump is currently under both a criminal and civil investigation into whether he's lied and over-exaggerated the value of his businesses and real estate holdings in order to receive more favorable terms from lenders. If he has, then that would be considered fraud. The accounting firm at the center of this story is called Mazars USA, and as accountants, they compiled financial statements over the years based on information that was given to them by Trump and his companies. And now they're saying that while they did not find discrepancies between the reported and real valuations of Trump's assets, that the, quote, totality of circumstances has caused them to recant their original findings. While their explanation is pretty vague, those at the head of the investigations will definitely be relying Relying on the cooperation of this firm to help their case. It's Wednesday, February 16th, and you've just been informed. Now it's time to get on with your day. I'm Michelle Carroll. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the news diet, be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast so you can always get the latest episode. And leave a review as we all know how that helps boost a show's visibility. If you have any suggestions on how I can improve the show, I definitely want to hear from you. I want the news diet to be as valuable as possible for you, so if you feel compelled, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram at The News Diet or directly to my email, feedback at thenewsdiet.com.